McTavish. Thurston gets the ball to Morgan. Morgan crosses the 20. Comes away to O'Neill. Gets the ball. What's up guys, it is Hot Take without the Hot Take here and we are back with another week of Junior Sen- Senior 2 Views. I'm here with Senior. What up folks? Uh, just a reminder, we are doing this two times a week mm-hmm. now. Friday AST and Monday AST, so look out for those. It's a bonus episode for the decent support we've been, we've been shown. And Want we're more pro- though. Yeah, more. We're, keep it coming. We'll keep it coming, we're producing more. Yep. Um, first topic of this episode, Vikings got... Uh, no, the Vikings gave One. the Steelers a clinic. Well, I wouldn't call it a clinic. Well, especially in the first half. First half, yes. That Second was a half, clinic. Steelers. So first half, the Vikings were up at one point, like 23 nil. Yeah. At one point. Okay? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Bigger deal that the Vikings won or bigger deal the Steelers lost? It's a bigger deal that the Steelers lost because the Steelers were on a bit of a win streak and they had a good win against um, Baltimore the week before. but And they needed to win against a contender mm. to actually prove themselves, but... That first half was abhorrent. Ben, Ben, this has got to be his last year. Mm. Ben has to go. Mm. This is, has to be the last year. If he doesn't retire, I think they should just cut him. Because yeah, so it's over. I disagree. I think it's a bigger win for the Vikings considering who they played yeah. last week and lost to. Yeah. So they lost to the lowly Lions who get one win and might just get the only win they'll ever get for the entire season. Yeah. Um, ben Roethlisberger got sacked five times and every time he got sacked... I think I could, I could, if I wasn't, if I had a vibration controller next to me, I'd have felt the, the absolute just pain he was in. At one point, he was writhing on the ground. I'm surprised they didn't have a stretcher for him. Um, yeah, it's a couple of teams that are going to have to do one of those wait and see business. You know, like the Vikings are fighting for a last spot. Steelers fighting for a last spot. But Steelers have to wait for somebody to lose and somebody to win. So it's well, two teams even, that are just... Even yeah. if the Steelers get the last spot, I don't think they're going far. Yeah, but I yeah I I agree. I think Minnesota with so much talent, like Kirk Cousins throwing twenty odd, you know twenty odd touchdowns. Yeah, but why I are d- they so bad? I I keep saying it. It's Zimmer. It's Zimmer. I'm telling you. Okay. It's, it's every week. I'm telling you with this guy. He his conservative play calling is holding this team back from what they can be. Okay. Are you, Justin Jefferson is turning into maybe a top three receiver in the league. And he's being held back by Zimmer's conservative play calling. He hasn't adapted to the modern game, and we can all see it. Okay. All right, so moving on. Bill's Patriots. Well, that was an interesting Monday Night Football just, game. Just like Thanos, the Patriots are inevitable. Mm. They have come back, and we are all scared. Well, a couple of things to take from that game, okay? I don't think Mac Jones has ever thrown three passes for no. a whole game in his entire <laughs> no. walk, working life, especially Pee Wee League. Okay, yeah. so two completions of three attempts. Well, he didn't have to. No, but you know what happened? 46 attempts, 26 carries for the entire game. So that was a that was a real effort from the Patriots yep. just to run it yep. down the Bills' throats. Well, the Bills have no run defense. 
Let's yeah. just get that straight. Of course. And the Bills' O-line is also starting to crumble a bit. And they've got no running game. Yeah. It's, you can't just rely on Josh Allen playing God on the offense. Mm. Something, has to, something has to give. Stephon Diggs has not been good this year. Yeah. He has not been good. Their, receive, their receivers in general have not been good. So, so and I think additionally that, I'm just going to play a quick excerpt from Sean McDermott, who basically called out Bill, Bill Belichick very quickly. Whether it's Bill or anybody else, they beat us, right? But you sit here and you tell me when they start with the average starting, when we start with the average starting field position in the 40-yard line. That's enough. So <laughs> I don't want to hear any more, okay? The Bills had four trips to the red zone and were 0 for 4, yeah? You're, it, it's, what is McDermott doing? Is he putting his head in the sand? Did, does he not see how bad this offense is going right now? So, yeah, and I, I, I look, I'm of the firm belief that the Bills are in deep caca. Oh, of course because they are. who are they playing the next game? The defending Super Bowl champs in Tampa. Oh, no. And let's understand Tom Brady's record against the Bills all time. 32-3. and three. <laughs> So you can expect the Bills to be in deep trouble if they don't win oh, that next game. They have to. They, they, and they're not going to win they, the next they, game. They're not going to. So if, I'm looking at the schedule now just for a little sneak peek. They got the Bucks. That I think they're gonna lose yep. that one. They got the Panthers, yeah, and then they finish off with the Patriots. And don't oh, no. make it very clear about Bill Belichick. He is aloof. He dresses like someone at a soup kitchen. But he's but a genius. He knows what he's, he's doing. He's a football genius. That's it. All right, pick them. Which two teams? Now you got the Cowboys against the Washington Football Team this weekend. Well, here here is my thing with the Cowboys. They've sort of straddled in the last couple of weeks. Mm. And I don't think it's because of any of the players on the field. I've said it. It's Mike McCarthy. He gets carried by talent. And when that talent doesn't show up, mm. his flaws become laid bare. So I think they might, if they if they are going to somehow miss the playoffs this year, they're going to do their trademark Dallas collapse. It's going to be because of McCarthy okay. and not because of the players. But I have a feeling they have the talent to win against Washington. Okay. Even even though Washington's on a torrid streak. Okay. So I'm gonna go against you on that one. I'm gonna actually pick the underdog. Because wow. a couple of things out of Washington that's very interesting. Despite the fact that, that Chase is down for the rest for the of the year. year yeah. Their, their defense, defense has been, has been good. Pretty yeah. solid. Yeah. Even the without Second Chase thing Young. to it, they have they have coalesced around Taylor Heineke like he's some Kurt Warner, Kurt Warner copy. He is definitely. He, so, he's he's definitely good. So he's they a got, good. He's they a good. Have momentum going into. He's this. a good quarterback. And let me make it very clear: when you have Jerry Jones going on radio and just loop it on and kind of insinuating that really the pressure's on Dak Prescott, and the pressure just sit with Dak Prescott. He's, he's getting up. forty million a year. Yeah. And so far, it hasn't really. Well, he has. Right. He's he hasn't played badly this season. He's. He's played good, but not. I wouldn't say at an all-pro level. But I would say that, that the NFC get East will be determined by these two teams right oh, now. Oh, of course. So they play uh, the, each other the, twice. Certainly the Giants or Eagles don't make up the difference. Oh, no, no, no. Forget about them. This is it. And so they play each other twice within the next three weeks. We'll see what happens with that. All right. Uh, the fourth down in terms of coaching. Right. So this has been statistically the case. It's been over 50% that coaches this season have gone. Gone forward on fourth down. Not excluding Dan Campbell's yep. boneheaded move yep. of going for it at your own 20. Yeah. So there, it's come out that reportedly Bill Parcells and Jimmy Johnson, both Hall of Fame co- coaches, both yep. Super Bowl winners, have downgraded or criticized a lot of coaches going for it on fourth down. What do you think? I have – so um, 
just with Bill Parcells and Jimmy Johnson speaking about that, the game has changed. Like, analytics are definitely a big part of football now. And analytics suggests that going for it on fourth down is more prob- probable than getting a defensive stop. But it comes down to, it's, it's, a, it's a game of chess. It comes down to where you're going to take the fourth down from. So, for example, I, I'm going to point to an example in last year's playoffs, um, Titans versus Baltimore. Um, Baltimore were down, no, uh, Titans were down by four points and the, the Titans were on at a fourth down, at a fourth down chance in on the Ravens 40. And for some reason, Vrabel decides to punt. Why? I, I don't know why he did that because I thought he was an analytically driven coach. Um, that would have been a perfect situation to go for it. Um, and a bad example of going for it on fourth down would be Dan Campbell on the 20-yard line or Bill O'Brien go, faking a punt on his own four, fourth at his own 40, okay. like in the playoffs. All right, so I am I understand the, the changing in football. Yep. And, and what happens now is, is not what it used to be. It's, it's, I, I believe that the fourth down is important, and it's about seeing how much more possession of the ball you can have. Particularly if you're at your own, if you're at the opponent's, you know, 50-yard line or 40-yard line, you're going to take a chance more yeah. so than you're on your towards yeah. your other side of the field. So I, I'm I'm agreeing with the fact that it's changed. I think that it's different because offensive has changed. Yeah, and it's less about field position and more about keeping the other team off the field. So yeah. I don't think it's a good thing or a bad thing. I just think it's just a. It's, it's, a, it's, it's the fourth down is a very risky prospect for a team going for it. But you need to make sure if you're a head coach, you need to make sure you're making the right decision to go for it, and you're managing the clock, and you're managing your players, and you're managing field position. Right, but it happens later in the game anyway. Yeah, most teams who are falling behind or trailing will go for the fourth down. It's just well because they want six instead I know, of but three. The scenario has changed now, so that way more coaches are taking their chances. I don't yep. think it's a good or bad thing. I just think it's evolution. All right. The Australian Open, bigger deal. Serena not playing or Djokovic saying he's going to play. Now, this is that sort of irked me because Djokovic, we know how talented he is. We know he's probably the best in the world right now, mm-hmm. but he ain't vaccinated mm-hmm. and he's been aloof of a lot of the COVID restrictions, especially in the past year and a bit. So, uh, and Melbourne's had some stiff restrictions, especially for elite athletes. Mm-hmm. So the fact that he's going to play is a bit concerning mm-hmm. is there a double standard i maybe so, i certainly see it so i think for both scenarios there's something there i think for serena it's kind of the end right now no she's done i mean because that that injury has she yeah. had a hamstring injury well she's that, had injuries all throughout her career but she's a hamstring injury that's carried over from last year yeah and the last time she won an australian open that was the last grand slam she won and that was nearly five years ago yeah. Okay. So I think that's 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 a big deal for me. I think her. Big, I prefer watching. Yeah. I prefer watching the women play than the men play during the tennis. To be honest. Yeah. Djokovic coming in, he's been so outspoken about it and so like you know distant about whether or not he's had vaccination or immunization, whatever you want to call it. I think it's going to be a strict situation, and there's a big deal for him right now. Yeah. Winning this means he surpasses Federer. Yeah. And that's what he wants. So, look, him showing up would be a big, big deal. Um, in my opinion, I think Serena not playing is a bigger deal than Djokovic not Because I don't like Djokovic. Yeah. I think he's up himself. I think he's arrogant. I think, you know, the fact that he got COVID already and hasn't learned, 
I don't know. I think for me it's Serena. I don't know. All right. Uh, moving on, we've got uh, Giannis or Tom. Sport, so sports SI Olympics. Sports Person of the Year. I think it's got to be Giannis. Well, it's already been. It's, it's already been. It's already been done. By the way, yeah, it's Tom. Tom Brady. Got wow. It. Okay. But I think there's a. I, That's interesting. Well, I, it's. Well, well, this is what his what. Who his knows how many times? Who knows? But you know, at age forty odd, whatever, four forty four hundred thousand years old, <laughs> and still being able to play at elite level. Brought a chance, like left the. T- I think about the story. Left New England to go to a different team, and then within within that first year, and we all so thought he was done. When well, he everybody thought he was done, but he's not. So I mean, could have been a situation where they could have co-shared. I don't see a problem because Giannis wins the MVP of the finals and MVP of the league. And he the same puts year. up. He puts up the. He puts up fifty in Game Six, the tying tying six for most in a closeout finals yeah. game. My money's always been on Brady, though. So, I mean, until Tom Brady retires, it's always going to be on Tom Brady. So, I don't think SI got it wrong. I think either way, they but could They went right, with the status they, quo. They went with what, what's right. So, All what right. do you think? I think it has to be Giannis. It, it should have been, been Giannis, in my opinion. Uh, Dallas, uh, Luca with some a bit of punch. I mean, he's had... I don't. I think this is a bit of a non-issue, in my opinion. Because Luca's had punch throughout. Like, even in his rookie year... Like he had, he had a bit of fat on him. It doesn't really matter, in my opinion, because he he's still playing at an all star level. Mm-hmm. He's not athletically gifted, but if he he's still shooting the lights out, he's still efficient this year. And Dallas doesn't stink. Mm, well, they're, they're not bad. They're, they're a game under five hundred now. They're in the West. I understand that. Look, he's admitted he very admittedly said he's put on at least thirty pounds in the off season. I think between the Olympics and such, he hasn't come in in great shape. I don't know if it's affected his play. His points have gone no. a little bit. I don't. I. I think it's just a situation that it's not a big deal if he's still putting up twenty five. Yeah. So if he's still putting up twenty five and he's still dangerous, and teams are still doing what they do against him to try to stop him, does I do I think I think the biggest thing for Luca is not the paunch, it's the talk. Yeah. He spends a lot of time talking to the refs and a lot of time getting in arguments with them. He's got to grow up. He's, he's how old is he now? Up. He's twenty-two. Well, he's got to grow up. He's still. He will eventually. He's, well, he's twenty-two. Well, you're gonna spend. You're gonna spend exile in Dallas. You know, grow up. Because <laughs> right now, there's not a lot of outside of Porzingis. Not a lot of talent around that team. Yeah. What are you gonna and do? And ownership isn't too keen on spending. So, uh, the Hot Rockets will the streak last for them? No, <laughs> no. They're still a young team that needs development. Like, I mean, I, I see the young talent that they have. I see it. Kevin Porter Jr. has the feel of a, a scoring champ in the future. Uh, Jalen Green, their second overall pick, could be the franchise face. Alphonse Sangoon looks like looks like a defensive player of the year in the future. I mean, even got um, that power forward they got in free agency. He's, he's really, I forgot his name, but he's really, really good. Okay. He's very good. He's 25, okay. but he puts up great numbers. So, but outside of that... Not much. Okay, so you rattle off names that I wouldn't even begin to tell you. Mm. The only name I know of who somehow stuck around is Eric Gordon, and Eric Gordon. How the, is he Eric still there? Eric Gordon is the last link to any kind of success that Houston have. You can link Eric Gordon with CP3 and Russ being around. That's how. That's how long he's been around. So, I don't know any names outside of names you just said. I think it's an aberration, but I also yeah. think it's interesting that 
they continue to have John Wall sitting on the sidelines, well, not playing a game. They're paying him not to play. Which no is ridiculous. Team, no team wants to take him on, if the, even if they of trade him. Not. Of course not. And then, then if then success breeds, you know, breeds complacency, because then, I don't know if that makes sense, but then, you know, if the Rockets start rattling off wins with John Wall, then suddenly they're out of contention for a draft pick, aren't they? Yeah. So, I don't know what the thing about the Rockets. I think the Rockets, I think it's all just smoke and mirrors. I think they, 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 they did beat the Nets the other night, which I thought was impressive. But I think it's just one of those things that they're going through a bit of a streak, but I think yeah. it'll all blow yeah. in their face. It'll, it'll come back to haunt them. Right, um, word up. It, it's, t- it's blank to blame Frank Vogel for the Lakers' performance. It's... I'm not looking for a good word. It's expected. Yeah. I, I, you know, but then again, what's he supposed to do with this rotation? It's really off. You, Anthony Davis is shooting eighteen percent from three this year. Mm. Like, are you kidding me? Well, what's your word? It, it's. Well, I'll start with my. I said expected. Yeah. This is what I think. Frank Vogel is a defensive guy. Yeah. Okay. And they've slipped. His success has been His success previously was in Indiana. Yeah. Forget about Orlando, because that's that's the that's, last that's no, sort of the no. fact that he got away from Orlando is a good oh, thing. Oh no no no! So forget about that. He can remove that from his resume. But it's all about the fact that it's LeBron's team and the Lakers. As Rob the Boy Monroe said last week, he predicts, and I agree, that the Lakers will be kind of hovering around five hundred most of the season. They yeah. Win a few games, they'll lose a few games. They lost to the when Memphis, when Le- you know, they lost to Memphis the other day, and they didn't look good defensively. They look horrible. Yeah. They can't defend to save their was, lives. They don't want to defend. Was LeBron playing? LeBron was playing. They still lost. Yeah. And so it is about the, the, the coach. And LeBron is a general manager. <laughs> Lay GM. Anybody remember who David Blatt is? Yeah. Because David Blatt was there for five minutes in, in, in Cleveland and disappeared. And yeah. Ty Lue came in. And lo and behold, the Cleveland Cavaliers won the championship. Yeah. Lay GM. But David Blatt was hired before LeBron came yeah. on. So, I mean, by all accounts, it's going to sit with Frank Vogel. And the longer this goes on... Lakers aren't, aren't an organization that like the idea of being that way. For my word, it's uncertain to blame him for the performance because he's always been a defensive guy, and but they've slipped defensively. I don't think it's all on him. Like, what's he supposed to do with this rotation? Well, again, like, I think I, I, I wanted Taylor Horton Tucker on the floor earlier this season. He's been absolutely terrible this season. On a $10 million per year contract... Oh, that's a bad contract. And they haven't, they rarely ever start Malik Monk, who's one of their, he's probably their best three point shooter outside of LeBron. And uh, Taylor Horton Tucker is a big problem for them. And Anthony Davis doesn't like playing the five, although they're a better team when he plays at the five. Most of their perimeter tra- players were, tr- defensive players were traded for Russ who's been inefficient this season. So, again, what's what's Frank Vogel, what what is he supposed to do with this, this rotation? DeAndre oh. Jordan, he's realized DeAndre Jordan is unplayable. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, I mean, at this point, that's where we are with the word. Next one, the firing of Alan... Elaine. Elaine, sorry. Elaine Vigneault. Vigneault was blank. Inevitable. That's one word I use all as with AV all the time. because because as a tortured Rangers fan, Elaine Vigneault, when he was hired by the Flyers, I just started breaking down in laughter because as a Rangers fan, we've seen way too many times AV hockey 
the Rangers constantly shot themselves in the foot with this guy at the helm. And when they hired him, I'm like, oh, no, Philly, what are you doing? And, of course, they, they've been shooting themselves in the foot this season, and he had to go. He's, he's a coach that has, in the NHL, there are a few coaches who have very short shelf lives on, on, in a team. Uh, a couple I can name are John Tortorella, uh, Mike Keenan, and Elaine Vigneault. Mm-hmm. And especially Guy Boucher. Okay. So, I don't know. I don't watch hockey as much, but he was on a, he was, he was on a five-year contract, but obviously they're not going to honor that. Nope. Um, it is Philly. As a franchise, they haven't won in almost 40 years. So really, they're not really a powerhouse. The last playoff, so, the, the last playoff success they had was in 2010, and they yeah, lost. But to the Chicago. last Stanley Cup, they won back-to-back Stanley Cups in '74 and '75. Yeah, and that's been it. And they've been just mediocre, mediocrity ever since. So I don't think it's, I don't think for the Philly fans they probably say good riddance because they'll they'll say good riddance. Yeah. But you know who's the next coach that's going to come in? It all comes down to the talent, and obviously. Well, he there's a, there's been talent. there's been a lot of things with this Philly roster that's upset me. I mean, there's a lot of their their core from 2010 which haven't been performing. Couturier has really been slipping the last two seasons. Mm-hmm. Giroux, let's not even get started on Giroux. Okay. We won't. All right, next. Tiger Woods playing in the PNC Championship with his son is surprising. I, I, looking at Tiger Woods now, um, we all know he's not what he once was. Like, he wasn't, he's not his dominant, uh, when's he gonna catch up to Jack Nicklaus's record anymore? He's not that. But the fact that he's playing in the PNC Championship with his son, I'd say it's a bit of a, it's, it's a bit of a symbolic gesture. It's maybe a passing of the, the Woods baton name on, but I don't think it's like, it, it is surprising, but I don't think it's really, like, anything else outside of that. No. I would say it's father and son time. Yeah. So that's a many words. But that that's the words I would use for that. He had a... It was a lot... It was pretty much close to death, that in, that, that accident. Yeah. And before that, he already had back surgery. He had, he had back surgery. Right. He we had stuff that. off the course. We know that. But this was near death. And so, him coming back, this is all about, you know, just saying, I'm here... I'm just having, a, I'm just you know having a chance to bump, be with my son because I don't know if 18 months ago I would have been here. Like the last. And so he said yeah. pretty much, he doesn't see himself coming back. And you know what? Tiger Woods doesn't have to. No. He's set for life. He can show up at an Invitational, wave his hat, and sit down and collect his check. Yeah. Because that's the way it he is. He doesn't need to catch up to Jack, to Jack Nicklaus's record. To. He doesn't need to catch up to Sneed's record. He's he's like considered to be by even modern golf fans the best of all time. He doesn't have to do anything. Even outside of Nicklaus and Sneed. Okay, the last word here is and I've I've included this one. There should be blank for a Blazers rebuild. There should be resignation. For it because it's the end of an era the blazers constantly have just especially and i don't it's time for them to blow it up they have struggled this season and no team that sees themselves as competitive goes and gets tyler zeller as their starting center really that's a team that has I damian know, I lillard i don't know if he's a starting center he comes off the bench doesn't but, yeah but who else did they get in free agency yeah. their free agents were absolutely terrible norman powell's good Norman Powell was okay, but, like, they traded for him, so I don't really count that. They re-signed him. But, like, 
if you look at the rest of their roster, all every one of them has been inefficient this season. Even Dame has slipped in the early part of the season. Yeah. It's he's thirty one. He's not getting any younger. He his time to win is now, and it's not in Portland. And I hate the. I said this to you before. I hate the whole small market argument when it comes to Portland as to why they haven't gotten superstars. The outside of free agency, you can make trades. You especially after their Western Conference Finals um, run in 2019, that was the time when they should have been reloading to go to the finals. What did they do? What did, what did they do with that that free agent class? That really deep 2019 free agent class? Hassan Whiteside? Yeah, he's a good starting center, but he wasn't what they needed. So, I'm of you, I'm with you. I believe the word for me is urgency. Their cheap ownership has has caused this, in my opinion. So there should be urgency. They, they've their cheap Hang ownership on. has caused this. There's a few things out of this. I know you're ranting. Come, on. pump the brakes. There's a few things. All right. First of all, Paul Allen, who was the owner, passed away. And so his daughter is kind of taken over, but not really. I'm not sure if that's going to be something that has to be looked at. Because there's a lot of cracks in this structure. Okay? Yeah. The general manager was fired, okay, for misconduct. Yeah. So now they brought a new general manager in. They haven't figured was that yet. Neil O'Shea? Yeah. Right. So they haven't figured out who the next general manager is. So that leaves Chauncey Billups never having any experience. Now, people can look back at Terry Stotts and say, well, gee, Terry Stotts wasn't that great, but... In the years he was there, they got to the playoffs every single year. Yeah, and but you he... got and hang on, you got Chauncey Billups and who has no experience coaching anything. Now you have CJ McCollum with a collapsed lung. That's not gonna work. That's not like a band-aid. That collapsed lung is something a collapsed lung is something you need time off for. So he's out indefinitely. Okay? You got Dame Lillard with the abdominal issues. So he's starting to break down. I, I'm with you. I'm just I'm just wondering, there's a couple days left before the deadline. Whether whether the trigger is going to be pulled. Well, the franchise has come out and said, basically today, that they're not planning on trading Damian Lillard. Oh, which, well. Then you're going to pay him the two years that he wants at the end of the season for an extension. He wants an extension of $100-odd million for another two years. Like, so that's what you're going to be paying for. And then you're paying for that. Then you're investing in him. And what you have, what do you have money for to, around the rest of it? So I, 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 I honestly believe it's a small market thing. Because no one's knocking down the door to go to Sacramento. Sacramento's built their roster off draft because yeah. they're so horrible. So yeah. no, you don't hear about but the you, free agent but showing But are you up seriously there. telling me that they have they, that their small market status has stopped them from making from at least trying to go for a blue chip they blue chip to. trade targets? I understand they tried to, but it depends on what the what the other team wants from the. But target. why did they? Why did they let well, Prime they Aldridge walk? They let Prime Aldridge walk. Because they couldn't build around him. I don't know how franchises work. But I know that Portland, uh, Orlando's in that spot where they're a small market. If you don't have a marquee player, no one's going to come play there. Name me one player on their team right now that's a draw. Sucks. Zero. Sucks. So, I don't know. I, I just think it, it, it's urgent, but I don't know what's going to happen next. And we don't know. I just know that Portland's having a, a rough season of it. And I don't think it's going to get any better without McCollum. You need McCollum and and Dame in the same lineup to play. That they, and they need to blow it up. It's, right. it's as simple as that. All right. All right. Couple more, couple happy birthdays. Uh, happy birthday, Giannis Antetokounmpo, 27. 27 in the prime, people would say. Yeah. The prime. Right now is in the prime of his career. I think Milwaukee's... Doing all right. They're just hanging in there. I think they don't have to prove anything right now because they're the third seed. So technically speaking, we're not watching. 
We watch for when the playoffs start. Because that's yeah. what we're used to now. Yeah. We're used to a shortened season. Now the season's too long. Yeah. We don't we don't pay attention to the one third game. they were the third season see last season and I'll and I didn't pay attention to them until the playoffs. Of course. Because I'm like, this team's goals lie in the playoffs. Right. Not now. And so And as, it's the same with this season. Right. So happy birthday to that. And as I said before, if Milwaukee were not to win a championship this year or maybe next who knows what the future is. Giannis would have nothing, there'd be no anger towards him if one day he decides, my contract's up, I'm moving on, because he brought a title 50 years in the waiting. Yeah. Okay? Uh, happy birthday, Larry Bird, 65, one of the greatest players of all time. Never liked Larry Bird, sorry. <laughs> well, I was always, you know, he's in the East, Boston, New York, you know, a great player, honestly. One great of, player. One of the best of all time. Saved basketball. Between him and Magic, East Coast, West Coast, in the 80s, saved basketball from... Collapsing into itself, by far one of the greatest yeah. players ever to play the game. What can you say about Larry Bird? Except his greatness didn't move on to coaching because he has one shot with Indiana back yeah. in. 01. Well, he hated coaching. He he hated coaching. Well, he was coaching the Pacers, yeah. and he got them as far yeah. as they could. Yeah, get. he hated coaching though. So yeah. he and after that, he never coached again. No, he was done with that. Uh, happy birthday, Philip Rivers. 40 years old. Uh, <laughs> Still waiting for a chance to play. Yeah. Uh, Phillip's hanging out there. A good quarterback. I wouldn't say an elite quarterback, but he's always been he's always been a good quarterback, and he's always been let down by his special teams. First ballot Hall of Famer? No. No? no. But Hall of Fame? Uh, I think his numbers suggest pro- Hall of pro- Fame. Probably not first ballot, but I'd say a Hall of Famer. I think his number. He's, he is... So we got this now. It's like the last of the 2004s, because yeah. you have Eli re- retiring... Philip Rivers retired. Ben should retire. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers is still out there. So you still have these. You have this class that's sort of shrinking now. And for Philip Rivers, he played as long as he could. He had some success in Indianapolis, and then decided to hang it up. But then was hanging around, wondering if anybody was going to give him a call. I don't think anybody's called. Yeah, him. and he officially retired. He officially retired. So I wouldn't say that he's going to be first ballot, but he'll definitely be a Hall of Famer. Should have gotten a ring had it. Had his special teams not let him down year after year. Oh, well. All right. And that'll be our show for this week. So, quite a bit to talk about. Uh, we've got, obviously, a lot more to talk about. And we'll have that uh, up and ready for you, for you guys on Monday. Mm-hmm. And make sure you, you stay tuned for that. Because we're doing this two times a week now. This is permanent. Mm-hmm. And if you're here from TikTok, welcome. Once again, we do this every Friday Australian Eastern Standard Time and every Monday Australian Eastern Standard Time. So stick around for those and we will see you guys next time. Bye.